Today, Vladimir Putin makes a Victory Day speech. Former Pakistani Prime Minister Imran Khan is arrested. The US prepares for a surge in people crossing their southern border. Israel strikes Gaza again. And China expels a Canadian diplomat. From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday the 9th of May 2023. Today, Russia celebrates its victory over Nazi Germany in 1945, in a ceremony known as Victory Day. On this day, 78 years ago, the first Victory Day was held after Hitler's government signed the German instrument of surrender. Understandably, the day is very important in Russia, not least because of the 27 million Russians that lost their lives in the Second World War. As part of the celebrations, the Russian leader Vladimir Putin usually makes a speech, and this year was no different. Due to the ongoing war in Ukraine, the speech in the last couple of years has taken on a new role of being an outlet for the Russian leader to speak his mind about the broad implications of his invasion. He's often tried to draw comparisons between the Allied victory over fascist Germany and a Russian victory over what he sees as a similar evil in Ukraine. Before we go through what Putin actually said in this year's speech, it's worth noting that he was actually joined by the leaders of Kazakhstan, Belarus and Armenia. This is the first time that foreign leaders have joined Putin in these celebrations since 2020, due to disruption caused by the Covid pandemic. Some believe that Putin has been calling round these leaders to try and persuade them to come, whereas others believe that he's either threatened them or promised them something in return for their presence. Nonetheless, however these leaders were persuaded into coming, they stood on the sidelines watching as Putin started his speech. The Russian leader started by claiming that the Russian state is defending its sovereignty, before going on to claim that civilization is facing a turning point. Later in the speech, he claimed that a real war has again been unleashed against our motherland, but we have countered international terrorism, we will protect the inhabitants of the Donbass, and we will protect our country. Putin went on to claim that Western elites are sowing the seeds of hatred and Russophobia. Putin again used the opportunity to liken the democratically elected Ukrainian government to the Nazis, who he claimed are waging a real war against the Russian state. The Russian leader ended the speech with, there is no cause stronger in the world than our love for our armed forces. Analysing the Victory Day celebrations, the BBC's Russia editor Steve Rosenberg claimed that it was much shorter than previous ceremonies. He added that there were far fewer soldiers involved too, only 8,000 this year compared to 11,000 last year. There were no flypasts, no modern tanks and no military hardware. If this was an attempt to demonstrate Russian power to the West, then it probably wasn't a unanimous success. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine, or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan has been arrested during a scheduled court appearance in the Pakistani capital Islamabad. Khan's PTI party released video footage of what appears to be the arrest, showing Khan being bundled into an armoured vehicle by a heavy crowd of baton and shield-wielding riot police. PTI said Khan had been abducted by the Pakistani Rangers, a paramilitary federal law enforcement body operating under the Ministry of the Interior. The party said Pakistan's brave people must come out and defend their country. Khan had shown up to the Islamabad High Court as part of a corruption case where he was set to be formally indicted. A previous failed attempt to arrest him in March led to violent clashes between police and Khan supporters outside his home. 
The arrest today is likely to escalate the showdown between Imran Khan and the Pakistani government and powerful military. Since being ousted by a no-confidence vote in April 2022, Khan has been leading rallies and protests calling for early elections and was injured in an assassination attempt last year. Pakistan's next general election is set to be held no later than the 14th of October this year. So that's what's been happening in Pakistan today. Let's move on to discuss what's been happening in the US. The United States is preparing for a surge in the number of people attempting to cross the southern border as pandemic-era border restrictions expire this week. Title 42 was implemented by the Trump administration with the stated aim of stopping the spread of COVID. It allowed border officials to turn away or expel migrants seeking to enter the US via the border with Mexico without accepting their asylum applications. The lifting of Title 42 has been slammed by Republicans, including Texas Governor Greg Abbott, who likened it to laying out a welcome mat to migrants. Abbott has deployed the specially trained Texas Tactical Border Force to the border to intercept and repel people trying to enter Texas. The Biden administration says it's expecting and has been preparing for a surge. This includes a dual approach of ramping up deportations and toughening rules, whilst also expanding legal pathways and speeding up processing times at the border. If you want more content like this from TLDR, make sure to check out Nebula, where each week we release a roundup of what's been happening in Westminster in our series This Week in Parliament. Yesterday, it was reported that Israel had launched another round of missile strikes in the Gaza Strip, which killed 13 people, including four children. The Palestinian Islamic Jihad, or PIJ, group claimed that three of its leaders were killed, alongside their wives and some of their children. The strikes were conducted by 40 Israeli warplanes, which carried out the attack across two hours, starting at 2am today. Explosions were heard across Gaza, where, according to the PIJ, residential apartment blocks were hit. In response to these attacks, the PIJ have claimed to avenge those that were killed. Moving on from Israel, we look at what's been happening in Canada. China has expelled a Canadian diplomat in retaliation for Canada's expulsion of a Chinese diplomat that had been accused of attempting to intimidate a Canadian politician. The moves have highlighted the continued deterioration of relations between the two countries. On Monday, Canada gave Chinese diplomat Zhao Wei five days to leave the country after a Canadian security intelligence service report said Zhao had targeted a Canadian lawmaker, thought to be Michael Chong, who had sponsored a resolution in 2021 accusing the Chinese government of genocide. A day after Xiao's expulsion, China announced a reciprocal countermeasure and gave the Canadian consul at the Shanghai Consulate until May the 13th to leave the country. Canada's foreign minister said the government will not tolerate any forms of foreign interference in Canada's internal affairs. Meanwhile, China's foreign ministry said it strongly condemns and firmly opposes the initial expulsion and raised a strong protest with Canada. In the final uplifting story today, we discuss a situation in which more than 1,000 victims of human trafficking have been saved. Indonesian officials claimed that more than 170 victims were freed in a nighttime operation last Thursday night. In total, this brings the number of trafficking victims that have been saved up to 1,090. Officials have claimed that victims have been forced to work for a fake cyber industry. Police have claimed that as part of this, they were expected to victimise their fellow citizens. In a statement, an Indonesian police chief said, We will continue to work closely with other agencies to ensure that those that engage in such heinous crimes are held accountable.
That's all we have time for on YouTube, but the briefing isn't over. That's because we explain the current debt ceiling debacle in the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing only on Nebula. That's the streaming service we're building with a bunch of our creator friends, many of whom you're likely to be already watching. That means that by signing up, you not only get an extended ad-free daily briefing every single day, you also get to watch exclusive and ad-free videos from the best educational creators on YouTube. That's things like Real Life Law's incredible Modern Conflicts, which breaks down contemporary disputes around the world, Neo's Underexposure, which beautifully dives into complex and shadowy topics you've always wanted to know more about, or Extremities from Wendover Productions, which uncovers some of the world's most remote places. All of these are only available on Nebula, just like our extended daily briefings and a whole bunch of other exclusive TLDR content which never comes to YouTube. If you want to sign up, use the link in the description so that they know you came through us. That helps us out a whole lot, as does watching on Nebula more generally. So thanks for signing up and we'll see you on Nebula.